Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's 106 in Edmonton, hour number two, Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, just received some news on more COVID cancellations. The Bakersfield Condors, out of an abundance of caution due to roster constraints affecting the Condors, this weekend series in Colorado has been postponed. No makeup dates have been confirmed at this time. Okay, well, I was actually under the assumption that they were flying today, Thursday, supposed to fly today into uh Denver to play in Colorado. We're going to endeavor to find out what's going on there, just as an FYI. Oilers practice today. They take on Calgary tomorrow. Um, not sure what's going to happen now with Vancouver on Saturday. At this time, we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. Two themes on today's show. One, the protection of star players. Two, Carter Hart. We'll start with Kevin Weeks for Friends of Canadian Power Pack. Welcoming Kevin back to the show. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm great, Stoff. How are you doing? Hope all the listeners are doing well out in Alberta, too. Everything's great, buddy. All right. Good, good. Let's get to it. Uh, Carter Hart, I know you went on the NHL Network. I saw about two minutes of it uh, a couple days ago. Uh, you played the position in the National Hockey League. You played for, uh, you know, with Robert, your friends with Roberto Luongo and Henrik Lundqvist. They both played for Elaine Vigneault. Were you surprised at what Elaine had to say about a 22-year-old netminder, Carter Hart, playing in a place where it's been tough to play for goalies in Philadelphia, the criticism that came from uh, Vigneault? What was surprising about it is the fact that it happened again. And not that any player is above any reproach or, or any correction by any means. I think, you know, going back to playing the position, I can think about being novice, let alone minor peewee or bantam. And any goalie that's worth his or her, their salt, will put a lot of pressure on themselves to play well, to give the team a chance to win and win games and steal some games. And when you don't play well, you're your own worst critic. What didn't surprise me, though, is the fact that this has happened before, and you, you alluded to this. Yeah, I've, I've seen this with Alan Vigneault before, who's had you know, a long record as a good NHL coach and is a good NHL coach to an extent as well, but we're in the people business. You know, we're not talking about commodities. You know, we're not extracting oil and gas, and even with oil and gas, there's still people that are putting their lives on the line that work in O&G. 
So it's still people business at the end of the day, but ultimately in sport and specifically in hockey, it's about people. And I just didn't like the tact. And I thought it was, it was, it wasn't the best example of a coach trying to reach their player and trying to be behind their player. It was an example of hang a player out to dry. And, you know, for those of you that are there, in and around Alberta, you know, that watched the dub and everything else, you would have seen Carter Hart since he was playing Bantam and, and being the best goalie prospect to come out of the dub since Carey Price to this point. And he's an outstanding young man. He's in great shape, good-looking kid, mannerly, respectful, decent, cares, works hard, very mature beyond his years. So when you come out and you make those type of statements, I mean, that's almost like defamation of character as far as I'm concerned because they end up being damaging and needlessly so and inaccurately so to his reputation, to the way in which he's perceived around the league. Um, so I, I thought that that was not the best example of how to handle a young goalie, how to handle any goalie for that matter, or how to handle a player. And I saw that before. I saw that happen with Roberto Luongo in Vancouver under him. I saw it happen with uh, Henrik Lundqvist, two of my best friends. Um, and former teammates, I might add, and two future Hall of Famers. And now the same thing's playing out with Carter Hart. So it's been a reoccurring theme with Elaine Vigneault. Uh, he also has Michelle Therrien on that staff. That's not mm-hmm. exactly a warm and fuzzy staff. You know what I'm saying? Totally, totally. And listen, at the end of the day, like it's not about, uh, I want the listeners to understand, this isn't anything about anybody being ab- above any correction in their game or instruction. You know, I've spoken to different people in and around Alberta that, that know Carter Hartwell. I've spoken to people down the turnpike from us here in Jersey outside New York. Philly's only an hour from our front door. And, and people that play there and work there, and I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Carter Hart, nothing negative ever. So what happens and, and what's, a, what's upsetting and things like this is it's, it's needless finger-pointing. You know, I thought Alan Bino could have either said nothing or said, hey, we're behind our young man. We know he's a bright young goalie. He's a bright young man. Um, you know, he's top character. We're going to give him the resources that he needs to, to rediscover his form. But quite frankly, we need to be way better in front of him. Our D-zone coverage and our team commitment to defending is nowhere near as good as it needs to be, nowhere near as good as it should be. We're here to support him and his growth as a young man and a goalie. We're behind him. That, that's what the message should have been, not just going out and trying to stain him in the public. I've, I've been on the wrong side of that myself, as have other players, and it's an old-school tactic that, quite frankly, is outdated. That type of coaching and management that might have been NHL 95 or 2002 or 05. That, that's not contemporary leadership or management. That's not the way to go about things. I 100% agree with you. So now I'm going to ask you the hard question, Kevin. Maybe it's an easy question. Do you think the Philadelphia yeah, no Flyers, would, tra- would they trade Carter Hart? I mean, it begs the question, right? Like, if, if you're going to come out and barbecue a guy like that, how much do you really respect him? Because, I, I mean, think about that. So I, I would, if I was an opposing team, I would certainly be burning down their phone lines and trying to explore that if I needed a young goalie or wanted a young goalie that has that much upside because it begs the question, like if they, here's the thing, let's look at another Albertan. Let's look at, let's look at Kale McCarr, right? Kale McCarr came out of college hockey at UMass. He was won the college hockey player of the year, the Hobie Baker. What are you hearing out of, what are you hearing out of Denver with, with the apps? When I talked to Ben, right? Jared Bednar, I talked to Ben. Totally. Ben, what's up? We see Kale's a special kid, special player. Love him. Okay. Nolan Pratt. You guys should know Pratter. I sure. played with him in Tampa. Their assistant coach. Pratter, tell me a little bit about him. We see top shelf, 
great kid. Okay, Sam Jamar, great kid, work ethic. And, and if they weren't good kids, they would tell me that, but they would do it in a way that was tactful. So that's an example of an organization that's, that's one of the best teams in the league right now. And Joe Sackick, I don't need to tell you, you, you folks out there in the West how great of a guy Joe Sackick is and the amazing career. But the way that they treat their players and the way they protect their players goes hand in hand with their scouting and their development and being a Stanley Cup contender right now. So uh, there's a real contrast between what happened with Carter Hart and what we see is happening with other young players, like I mentioned, like another fellow Albertan and, and Kill McCarr. It's funny you mentioned you talk about sort of ownership from a management perspective. And I had a conversation with a guy who was up for one of those positions in Pittsburgh, Kevin. Uh, in the 16-17 year where Colorado had a terrible season, and I said, well, maybe Nathan McKinnon isn't as good as uh, people thought. And he said, Bob, Nathan McKinnon's a hell of a player. He said, I will never, you know, he basically said, we are going to get younger, quicker, and faster, and we're going to support players like McKinnon and Rantanen, who were going through tough years that year. Younger, quicker, faster. And he goes, but it's on us. We need to do a better job as an organization. And uh, they obviously have taken it to it because they got the deepest, arguably the deepest team in the National Hockey League right now. I'm gonna, I'll That's ask you exemplary. a different perspective. I'll ask you That's a different exemplary. Yeah, yeah go I'll go a different route. Kevin Weeks joining us for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar from the NHL Network, Kevin Weeks. So, Kevin, uh, Judd Moldaver mm-hmm. is the agent for Austin Matthews. He works with uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Jackson. At Wasserman, uh, which, I mean, Jeff has Connor McDavid and Aaron Ekblad, and Judd has uh, Austin Matthews, like mm-hmm. <laughs> some big-time star power in the league. Um, does the agent st- uh, push back and squeeze Philly a bit here? Is that is that something that you... If you were in the on the agency side, would you contemplate doing something like that and saying, hey, wait a sec here. You're just not going to be able to crap on my goalie like that, or, or my client. Uh, you know what? If like, how 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 would you uh, theorize an agent would handle that situation? I know Judd well from back home in Toronto. I've known him for years, and he worked with Pat Brisson. And I know you and I spoke about this off air. Now he's with Jeff Jackson and, and Wasserman, and doing an outstanding job with them. Uh, my understanding is, is, is Judd will be patient and just kind of evaluate and, and watch and and see the way things are going. Uh, my personality type would be to do that too, but I would be doing that with a little bit of vinegar. And that vinegar would probably be at least two or three tablespoons of like, what are you guys doing here? What's going on? What, what, where are we at here? Because, you know, we all thought we were in a good place and this type of thing is, you know, like I said, this is, these are reputational things. And saying that Carter needs to work harder and try and practice, like, since when does that ever happen? Like, is there anybody that's there in Alberta now that's his strength coaches that are there that he works with in the offseason? I've never heard them say that. I've never heard a goalie coach say that. I've never heard any of the Flyers players say that. So why say that? Do you know what I mean? Like, that'd be like me going and saying, oh, well, Canadian Tire is, uh, I don't know, is, there's a problem when I go into Canadian Tire. Well, there's no problem when you go into Canadian Tire. <laughs> you go in and you get your stuff. Like, that again, as I said, to me, that's defamation of character. So if I'm Judd, I'd want to know hey, listen, where are we right now? Does your coach not like my player? Does he not like the goalie? You guys have wanted a good young goalie in Philly and you've scoured the world over to have one. You have him now. Do you not want him or do you not think he's as good or do you think do you not project him to be what we all believe him 
is possible with you? And if so, okay, well, what are our options? Are you looking to explore moving him or what, what do the options look like? Because the way that they came out, they being Alan Vigneault, he came out in a way that was very spicy and a way that I think was, was inaccurate and, and quite frankly, wasn't the best example of, of player slash person people management. So at this point, I'd want to know where the, where, the, uh, where the Flyers stood if I was Judd for sure. And in a way that was clear and accurate and concise too. Good stuff. Uh, we're joined by Kevin Weeks. Kevin, I'm going to throw so two topics today. We talked a bit about Carter, obviously our fan base. Uh, yep. There's you know a lot of guys listen and 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 women listen to the show right now. Their kids played against Carter Hart, or they know the game. Totally. They know that he's. I mean, this was a guy at the start of the year we were talking about as a potential Team Canada goaltender. So I think most people have an appreciation for his upside as a player. I'm going to switch focus and talk a bit about the mm-hmm. Stars. The last two nights. Two of the arguably three best players in the world right now, Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon, got a little bit frustrated. McDavid flicked, flicked an elbow that rode up his shoulder and got a piece of Jesperi Kakaniemi, who I personally thought kind of sold it a little bit, was even laughing at the bench after. Uh, and then uh, Nate McKinnon last night uh, decided to toss a, a helmet, something you'd almost do if you. I don't know how many times I saw that happen back in the day when we were horsing around playing ball hockey or whatever, uh, but got into it with Connor Garland. That's two of the best players in the world showing a little bit of frustration. So uh, I'm going to put you a bit on the spot here because, you know, you work for the NHL Network, but does the league need to do, in your opinion, a little bit better job protecting their star players? I mean, that's always important because they're the marquee. You know, that's they're the marquee. That's, that's who people want to see. That's who people want to see. Uh, at your shiny arena there in Edmonton, that's what people want to see here at the world's most famous arena here in New York at, at Madison Square Garden. Like that's, those are the drivers. They're the product. All the players are the product. But you go up a notch or three or four when you start talking about, you know, McDavid, Dreisaitl, um, Darnell Nurse, there, Austin Matthews, and, and Quinn Hughes, and these Kill McCarr and these other great players that we have in our league right now, Sid, McKinnon, and them. You have to protect them. For obvious reasons, number one, because they're sports physical, so you want to protect them just from a health standpoint. But also, you can't, you know, you got to protect the golden goose too, and and do that in a way where the opposing players can play hard on them. They can body them up cleanly and and, and d them up cleanly. Yeah, we know that and, and physical within the rules. But you, de- you definitely you're not you definitely have to protect their health and well-being because again, that's paramount. But so too is the business element of it as well. So I think the league needs to continue to be mindful of that. Let's, let's not forget from Gretz to Merrill Lemieux to, you know, Paul Coffey, a lot of the greats that helped build our game and take it to the level that it's at now for these young players to do what they do. Some of those guys had complaints about that, you know, in the 90s too, in early 2000 when I was coming in the league. So it's really important that we prioritize that. That's, that's paramount. And the league should always, uh, should always be mindful of that. Not suggesting that they aren't, but I think that there's a little bit of area to improve there for sure. You're sandwiched on this show between Louis DeBrusque and George LaRocque. Those guys' roles, <laughs> those, those guys' roles don't even exist today. And part of they what they did, part of what they did was protect those star players. And that's been eliminated. Holy. And that a lot, to me, that makes it more incumbent upon the officials to police the game because we don't have the placement to police the game anymore. I don't disagree with you. And in fact, last night on the NHL Network, I was saying to Jameson Post and Rupper, Mike Rupp, um, 
and, and Rupper for the better part of his career played that role. I always respected those guys that I played with that played that role. Going back to my time in junior in the OHL, like those guys keep the game honest. They keep the opposing players honest. Sometimes they even keep your players honest in practice too. There's no horsing around. Um, you know, you, you had to be respectful. You couldn't just cross check a player in the back of the neck and not worry about repercussions or, you know, slew foot a player, not worry. I always say this, and I know it's not as much for us back in Canada, but here in the U S here's the one thing I always say, when you have those aircraft carriers cruising around and you've got those nuclear subs and those Navy destroyers cruising around the waters, people take notice. And that's what I'm saying. When you could have a big Louis de Bruff playing in London back in the day, skating around the old London gardens and warm ups, you knew what you were in for. You know, you knew what you were in for. That was me as a youngster and junior. Like you better get to the show and we're, we're in Philly and you see big chief Craig Berube skating around. Who's now the head coach of the St. Louis blues, the cup champion. He's from Callahoe, Alberta, I might add, but you see him cruising around his long hair flowing behind them. You're like, oh. you see Chris Simon, you see George, you see these guys, and I'll give you an example. Curtis Gabriel's stuff. Yeah. Curtis Gabriel's doing an unbelievable job right now. And I played with Bob Bugner, by the way, they're in coach. And, and they're the other young kid that they have there now yep. for Veal. Those two guys are changing things in San Jose all of a sudden. They're opening space. You know, Brent Burns, Logan Couture, Eric Carlson, these, you know, they're more skilled. Kane is tough. We know that. But those other players, they have some more space to make plays and to feel confident to make plays that somebody's not going to take runs at them. And I know how things are in the dub. Believe me, I didn't play in the dub, but I, <laughs> I know how things are out in the dub. And I got to tell you, I, if I were running an NHL team, I would have one or two deterrents on my squad for sure. Look at Vegas right now. You think Kelly McCrimmon doesn't know that? With, uh, with Ryan Reeves and Keegan Colasar? Yep. It's a game changer. It's a game changer. It shifts the balance for sure. It keeps the opposing team honest. Absolutely there's, a, there's a kid playing for Kamloops. There's not a lot of those kids left anymore in the WHL. Like when I, I've been at every Edmonton Oil Kings game so far this season. So they played right. six games in Edmonton. I don't think they have a guy that does it. I know there's a kid in Seattle that is from Alberta that's six, uh, Cade uh, McNeely, who does it. And there's a, uh, there's a kid that, uh, that's pro- that might get signed as a 20 out of the Kamloops Blazers. His name's Montana Onabuchi, and he mm-hmm. is one tough hombre. And uh, I still think, you know what, there's... I just don't like, you know, I don't like sort of that middle tier taking advantage against a higher end skill without there being, again, because then it's, if you don't have the enforcers in the league, what ends up happening is the officials have to police and it's a tough job. So there we have it. Kevin, love, yeah, love having you on the show, man. Thanks for your time. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Hey, quickly before I go, thanks for having me. Will, brother Will, Will Merchant, what's up? My bro-in-law, he's out in Medicine Hat, working the fields right now today. So what's up? I know he's tuned in. Hope all right, awesome stuff. Up. We'll get a plug all the way from uh, New York City. That's great. Thanks, Kevin. That's Kevin Later, That's funny. Just want to read you this tweet again that came from the Bakersfield Condors. Out of an abundance of caution due to roster constraints affecting the Condors, this weekend's series in Colorado has been postponed. No makeup dates have been determined at this time. 
125 in Edmonton. We will tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Thrilled to uh, serve you again for dine-in and takeout options. For more uh, details, visit jvedmonton.ca. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-00. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 063, Ashley Pine Floors providing winning results for 35 years. That's 125 at Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. has texted the show at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, why are these old school coaches, Tortorella, Vigneault, Daryl Sutter, calling out players when their system doesn't win in this day and age? Well, we'll see what happens with Tortorella. I I, I think he's done with Columbus at the end of the season. Vigneault, to me, I mean, he's in year two. I, I would think he'd get at least another uh, year or two in Philly. I was surprised by what came out on the Carter Hart stuff, and as you could tell, so too was Kevin Weeks. We'll tell you that there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Wetaska, and outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. Brentridge Ford is a 10-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. Why do they win it? Because they treat you fairly. When you buy a vehicle, and they offer uh, solid prices on warranties, insurance coverage, and financing fees. They have an excellent service department as well. So reach out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. Let them lend a hand. You can give them a call, 1-877-477-3673, or visit brentridge.com. It's 128 in Edmonton. We're going to go to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. An audio blast from the past when we come back with George LaRock in our next segment. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.